You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded at the American Bar Association's mid-year meeting in San Diego, California. We're here to cover this event for you, our listeners. And joining me now, I have members of the SOGI, um, the SOGI Commission uh, joining us to talk about their SOGI Stonewall Award. So let me just first introduce Mark and Skip. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Good morning. Excellent. So before we get started, I just want to learn a little bit more about you. So uh, Mark and sure. uh, Skip, where do you work? What do you do? Let's start with Mark. I'm the Deputy, Ge- Deputy General Counsel to the Oregon State Bar in Tigard, Oregon. And so Skip? I am the director of the American Bar Association's Commission on Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity. Now, we met you guys for the first time uh, during the mid-year meeting in Houston last year. And so we learned a little bit about what you do. But I think this would be a good part because we're talking about the Stonewall Awards to reintroduce the commission a little bit. So tell us a little bit about SOGI. Sure. The American Bar Association's Commission on Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity was created by resolution of the ABA House of Delegates in 2007. Um, We're composed of 13 members appointed by the ABA president and about two dozen liaisons from other ABA entities. We meet three times a year and we seek to secure equal treatment for all persons in the profession and in society without regard to sexual orientation or gender identity. So now we're here to talk about the Soji Stonewall Award. So I saw this in the uh, in the uh, the uh, the materials that were given to us for ABA Midyear, and I was interested. I, I had I had no idea what it was about, and I thought it was a really interesting name for a uh, for an award, the Stonewall Award. So Skip, uh, what's uh, why is it called the Stonewall Awards, and what are they about? Well, the it's named after the Stonewall riots um, that took place in 1967. 69, thank you all. The experts are in front of me. The Stonewall Award um, recognizes lawyers, uh, members of the judiciary, and legal academia who have effected real change to remove barriers on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in the legal profession, also within the world and, you know, state, local, anywhere, you name it. The Stonewall Award also recognizes those who've been championed uh, diversity for the LGBT community, both within the legal profession and impacting the greater human universe. So um, the award is in its fourth year. We're recognizing three outstanding individuals who um, I will uh, have them introduce themselves in a minute. But the Stonewall Award, um, it's an electronic nomination process. It's open now for 2017 Stonewall Award, which will be taking place in Miami in February of next year. Uh, So we strongly suggest you go online and nominate those that you know who are real champions uh, for the LGBT community. So who gets to make the uh, nominations? Anybody can make the nomination. Like I said, it's all, it's all done electronically through the commission's website. Um, you fill out a, a, an application and then a, um, a number of letters of recommendation and um, other, other articles, things that the people that are nominated have been, um, that have done. And then we collect all of that and then at the annual meeting, um, ABA annual meeting, the SOGI commissioners meet and they review all of the um, nominees and have a discussion. And based on that, they select up to three individuals to receive the award. Okay. Well, speaking of awards, we have the recipients of the SOGI Stonewall Awards with us today. So, Skip, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce everybody in turn. like to learn a little bit more about them. Where do they work and what do they do? Uh, Wonderful. Well, first, I'd like to introduce Tom Fitzpatrick. Uh, Tom, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? 
Uh, hi, I'm from Seattle, Washington. I'm a partner in Talmadge Fitzpatrick Tribe. We're kind of a small boutique law firm that primarily does appeals, and I do a lot of work in the area of professional responsibility. Uh, and next we have Abby Rubenfeld. Hi, I'm a, a solo practitioner in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was formerly legal director of Lambda Legal Defense and involved with a lot of different uh, LGBT organizations. Nice to meet you. And finally, we have Evan Wolfson. Hi there. I am the founder and president of Freedom to Marry. Freedom to Marry was the campaign to win marriage nationwide. And now having achieved that goal, we are on the verge of shutting our doors. But of course, though the work of our campaign is done, the work of our movement, including my colleagues here, is far from over. All right. So, uh, Skip, you know, one of the questions I had, you know, so everybody here has been working on a slightly different aspect of what SOGI stands for. And so I wanted to get into uh, why each of the recipients were considered and get into a little bit of their work. Um, I will do my best. Why don't, Tom, why don't we start with you? Tom was uh, nominated. He has been a, uh, a longtime ABA member and very, very active within the ABA. And one of the one of the things that really stood out with Tom's application is because he was the first out uh, member of the Board of Governors. So, um, Tom, would you just like to talk a little bit about your experience with the board and the ABA back in the earlier days? Yes. Uh, in looking back at it now, it was one of the most worthwhile things I ever did. Uh, I can't tell you at the time that it was a particularly joyful experience. There were a lot of uh, preconceptions. Uh, what do we do now about this gay person on the board? But it was a very critical time because uh, it was during that time, which actually was one of Evan's losing cases, that I was able to get through the board uh, approval from the individual rights and responsibility section that Abby had been so active with over the years to file an amicus brief in the Dale case against the Boy Scouts. Well, I'll save you all of the ins and outs of that, but I will tell you that having decided to stand up to the Boy Scouts at the time, uh, the ABA never went back. Uh, and I think one of the most significant things about the gay rights movement is the change in culture in the legal profession was, a, I believe, of great importance to achieving um, equality for uh, sexual minorities, and I'm honored to have contributed to that. Uh, and it was also, in a sense, the beginning of the process that took many years in order to get the creation of the SOGI Commission, which was finally effectuated by my friend and, and colleague from Seattle, President Bill Newcomb. Tom, you mentioned Evan's case, that you, uh, the Dale case, which you passed the, the amicus brief through the ABA. Evan, I had a chance to read your Harvard Law Review article, which I think was sort of the start of your path to freedom to marry and also some uh, comments from one of my personal academic heroes, Lawrence Tribe, who you had the pleasure of, he was one of your professors and you worked for him. But if you could talk a little bit about those early years right after law school and what you did. So I, as you alluded to, wrote in 1983 as a third year law student, my thesis on why gay people should have the freedom to marry. And I made two central arguments in that paper. One was that 
being denied the freedom to marry was being denied something very, very important, and that was wrong, and we should fight for it, and we should have it. And there is a constitutional pathway that guarantees us the freedom to marry if we can get the appropriate decision makers to do the right thing. But I also argued in the paper that fighting for the freedom to marry would be claiming a vocabulary of love and commitment and connection and what the Vermont Supreme Court years later called common humanity that would serve as an engine of transformation in changing non-gay people's understanding of who gay people are in a way that would enable us not only to win marriage, but to move forward on all the other fronts that we continue to fight on. So that paper in 1983 was not the first time that anybody had come up with the idea of gay people having the freedom to marry. Gay people sought the freedom to marry uh, right after Stonewall. And one of those cases reached the Supreme Court, which got it wrong. So the challenge that I was writing about in 1983 and that I really have devoted the last 32 years of my life to, and now I'm done, uh, it was to figure out how do we get the Supreme Court to do the right answer, to get to the right place under the Constitution that they hadn't done in 1972. And the answer, of course, was we couldn't just make the case in the court of law. We had to make the case in the court of public opinion. And that led me to build the campaign for freedom to marry and to try to leverage the many, many pieces and players and parts of our movement over four more four or more decades to follow a strategy which freedom to marry drove and uh, helped deliver on last June. Excellent. How about, uh, how about Abby? Well, there are so many reasons why Abby was um, nominated and selected for this award. Um, probably too many to go into. But as we sort of progressed, we heard about Tom's experiences with the ABA and Evan's early experiences. Abby, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were counsel for the, one of the same-sex marriage cases that went to the Supreme Court. I was. The Tennessee case. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about that experience? Um... Well, uh, like so many states, we filed a lawsuit after Windsor to get marriage equality in Tennessee. We did that with the National Center for Lesbian Rights, which is a wonderful national LGBT organization. I called them as soon as the decision came out in Windsor, saying we can't leave behind the South. Of course, you'll help us, right? And they did so without any hesitation. And uh, actually, the case should be called Tanko v. Haslam, not Obergefell v. Hodges, but they beat us by fi- in filing by about their cert petition by about 45 minutes. Would have been easier for everybody in it the country if it had been Tanko. Minutes? Something like wow. that, because it's electronic filing. Oh, my goodness. So is this an exciting development that Tennessee could actually be in the forefront of something good? If I could just insert here for a moment, Abby has been one of the principal architects of LGBT family law nationwide. She has been involved in family law issues for our community for as long as I can remember. Well, you guys, this is a wonderful treat here to, to learn about the uh, the Soji Commission Stonewall Awards, and I want to congratulate all the recipients on, on, on their work and their accomplishments and uh, uh, hopefully keep the uh, good fight going. Absolutely. A lot more thank to you. you. Thank so you. thank you for stopping by. So Ed, uh, Skip and Mark, I just wanted to kind of close out. Uh, just, you know, if people wanted to get involved with the Soji Commission and, uh, you know, learn a little bit more about what you guys do, uh, how can they reach you? Um, I am reachable through my work is probably the easiest way. Uh, my email address is mjroberts at osbar.org. And I'm always available. How about you, Skip? I would say go to the Soji website. Just Google ABA SOGI. Take a look at all of the different programs and projects that we do. Um, everything is listed, and there's contact information. We're always looking for uh, 
people who are passionate about LGBT rights. And, you know, we, we would love to have you um, get involved. Oh, great. Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. All right, guys. Thank you so much. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. 